a cuppa and a good chinwag? The story has real-life stories to inspire and make you smile. Weekdays on Vision and on demand in the app. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. We all try to get along with people. We like to be liked. But today, Pastor Greg Laurie points out that we need to choose whom to please. There are three people you can live to please in life. You can live to please yourself. If you do that, you're going to be miserable. Or you can live to please others, and that will be very frustrating because you can't please everyone always. Or you can live to please God. And that's what Enoch did. He lived to please the Lord. Are you living a life that's pleasing to God? This is the day when the lost are found. This is the day for a new beginning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Again you hear all the angels are singing. This is the day, the day when life begins. A few years ago, the Christian rapper Lecrae tweeted, If you live for people's acceptance, you'll die from their rejection. Wow, there's a lot of truth in that statement. Who is it that you try the hardest to please? Today, on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie helps you to reevaluate. We'll walk with Enoch because Enoch walked with God. The Bible says Enoch walked with God and was not, but God took him. Could you imagine? Step, step, heaven, let's learn more. Let's grab our Bibles and we're going to turn to Hebrews chapter 11. And we're in a brand new series. As you recall, we're calling World Changers. And today, the title of my message is The World Changer Who Is Out of This World. And we're going to talk about a man now. He was a world changer. And his name was Enoch. And he walked all the way to heaven. Enoch walked with God, we'll see in a moment, and he was not because God took him. It's sort of like they would take walks every day and one day the Lord in effect said, hey buddy, we're closer to my house today than we are yours, why don't you just come home with me? And there's a couple of things I wanna point out about Enoch in this message, and we'll do a part two next time and wrap it up, but two things I'm gonna bring to your attention about what Enoch did. Number one, we've already alluded to it, Enoch walked with God. There's a verse that I think really opens this subject up beautifully. It's Amos 3.3. 3. The verse says, can two walk together unless they are agreed? Simple verse, short verse, but actually it's loaded with meaning in the original language. Three very important things sort of bubble up from that verse that we need to know that explain to us what walking with God is. Number one, when it says, can two walk together unless they be agreed, it means walking together as a single unit. See, the idea of walking with God is getting in sync with God. You know, Jesus told us, or actually scripture tells us, I should say, that he that says he abides in him ought to walk as he walked. Really abiding and walking are interchangeable metaphors. I know they're different. One's movement, one is staying put. Abiding is sort of like planting a tree. But the concept is the same. Staying in fellowship. 
Jesus says, if you're walking with me, you should abide in me. And then Jesus said in John 15, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask whatever you want and it will be done unto you. See, when I'm in sync with God, I'll start praying according to His will. I'll be in harmony with Him and I'll start seeing a lot more of my prayers answered in the affirmative. Number two, can two walk together unless they be agreed? Amos 3, 3 again. Can we translate it? Unless they've made an appointment. So you have an appointment with God. Can two walk together unless they have agreed or unless they have an appointment? God's made an appointment with you. You say, I didn't see that on my calendar. Oh, it's there every day. You need to make time for the Lord. And don't tell me you don't have time. You need to make time. Keep your appointment with God. One last thing. To walk with God is to pool your resources. Can two walk together unless they pool their resources? It's sort of like going into business with Bill Gates where you're equal partners. So Bill Gates, okay, says, what do you, what do you have there? Well, I have 100. 100 what? Pennies, okay, you have a dollar. Yes, I do. Put it on the table. What else do you have? A few debts, okay, let me know what those are. What else do you have? Some problems, okay, what else? Well, not much, but here it is, okay. What do you have, Mr. Gates? Billions. In fact, I have so much money, I may be worth a billion more than I was an hour ago, I'm not sure. I haven't checked, but I'm gonna bring that to the table. So here we are with God. We come with our problems. We come with our weaknesses. We come with our talents. We come with our abilities. We come with our dreams, our aspirations. We come with it all. But then God comes to the table with all power that's given to Him in heaven and earth. And He says, now I wanna change you and transform you. What a deal. What does it mean to walk with God? It means that I'm in harmony with Him. I keep pace with Him. And it also means that I go into business with him. That's Pastor Greg Laurie from A New Beginning. And we're learning today from the example of Enoch as Pastor Greg shows us how to walk properly with God. Now, did Enoch walk with God from his youth onward? Interestingly, he didn't. Pastor Greg shared some light on that now as we continue. When did Enoch start walking with God? Genesis 5.21 gives the answer. It says, Enoch lived 65 years and begot Methuselah. It appears that the birth of Methuselah brought about the conversion of Enoch. And by the way, he was a late bloomer. Guess how old Enoch was when he started walking with God? 65. 65 years old. So his son Methuselah was born and because Enoch walked with God, it was revealed to him that when his son died, the judgment was going to come. Because the name Methuselah means when he is dead, it shall be sent. Would you play with a kid named Methuselah? Hey man, what's your name? Methuselah, what does that mean? Judgment's coming. I don't want to play with you. <laughs> but that's what his name meant. Say, wow, well how long did Methuselah live? Well wait for this, this is amazing. 969 years. So what does that say? It says A, people live longer back then, but more to the point, it means he lived super long because God takes no delight in bringing judgment. Sometimes we wonder, Lord, why haven't you come back to bring justice to this planet? Why haven't you returned for us yet? And here's the answer. It's found over in the book of Peter, 2 Peter 3. 
It says, no, in the last days scoffers will come walking after their own desires and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since all things began, nothing has really changed. But then God gives the answer. But listen, one day with God is like a thousand years. A thousand years, they're like one day. God is not late, as some men count lateness, but he is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So God's waiting. By the way, God always keeps his appointments. He's never late. Oh, sorry, my alarm didn't go up. My watch wasn't working. There was traffic. No, God always shows up on time. He has an appointed time, and he will return to this earth. So this is a man who walked with God. And there's one more point I want to bring up about him. World changers live lives that please God. Go to Hebrews 11, verse 5. Enoch had this testimony that he pleased God. Oh, listen, that is an awesome testimony. May that be said of you and me, that we live to please God. There are three people you can live to please in life. You can live to please yourself. If you do that, you're gonna be miserable. Or you can live to please others, and that will be very frustrating because you can't please everyone always. Or you can live to please God. And that's what Enoch did. He lived to please the Lord. Jesus said, I always do the things that please the Father. What a statement. I can't say that, can you? You always do the things that please the Father. You say, but I don't know. What does it mean to please God? Let me give you three quick points on what the Bible specifically says about pleasing God. Number one, one thing that pleases God is when we're treated unfairly, we hang in there. 1 Peter 2, 19 says, God is pleased with you when for the sake of your conscience you patiently endure unfair treatment. Of course you get no credit for being patient if you're beaten for doing wrong. Listen, if you suffer for doing right and are patient beneath the blows, God is pleased with you. Have you ever been mistreated? Have you ever been misunderstood? Have you ever been unappreciated? Has anyone ever told a lie about you and you wanted to get them back and you wanted to defend yourself and it's just not right? Listen, it pleases God when you just kind of let it roll off you. Here's what Dale Moody said, and I live by this. If I take care of my character, God will take care of my reputation. All right? Trust me, people say things about me that are complete fiction. And I read, what am I gonna do? You know, I mean, I can't control the universe. I just wanna make sure to the best of my ability that I'm walking with God and seeking to honor the Lord, but you put it in God's hands. Vengeance is His, He will repay. Number two, another thing that pleases God is when we worship and help others. Hebrews 13, 15 says, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God, that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name, but don't forget to do good and to share, for with such sacrifices God is well pleased. And sometimes we don't feel like praising the Lord, do we? We come to church, we fold our arms. I don't wanna praise God, I have a cold. <coughs> I don't want to praise God. I just had a disagreement with my spouse. I don't want to praise God. The kids are driving me crazy. I don't want to praise God. I, I have this other problem. Yeah, that's where you offer the sacrifice of praise. You don't offer praise to God because you feel good. You offer praise to God because He is good. The Bible says, give thanks unto the Lord for He is good. 
and his mercies endure forever. And then when you do good for others, you see someone in need, let me help you. Simple, it might be opening the door. Let me help you. Hey, let me, can I pray for you? You, you seem troubled, let me pray for you today. Here, do you need, let me get that meal for you. Let me do this for you. You don't think a lot about it, you just do it. That pleases God. God likes it when we do those things. So if you're doing those things, you're pleasing God. Third and lastly, giving of your finances is pleasing to God. Philippians 4.17, Paul says, not that I'm looking for a gift, I'm looking for what may be credited to your account. I've received full payment and even more. I am amply supplied. Now that I've received from Epaphroditus the gifts you gave, there are a fragrant offering and acceptable sacrifice pleasing to God. So when you give of your finances to the Lord, that pleases God. And it's interesting how Paul says, look, I don't want this for me. I want it for you. I'm not looking for a gift. I want it to be credited to your account. What do you even think it means when the Bible says lay up for yourself treasure in heaven? Do you think it means that you have stuff waiting for you? No. This is every time you give to the Lord, it's duly noted by God. And it will be a heavenly reward. When you invest in uh, the lives of others and, and give of the resources God has given you, you share in that. That is pleasing to God. So here it is, when you lift your voice in sacrificial praise, you please God. When you are mistreated and you take it, you please God. When you invest your financial resources in His kingdom, you please God. Are you living a life that's pleasing to God? Well, we know that Enoch did not die. He went to heaven. It was sort of like he was raptured. It was like a solo rapture. It's an amazing thing, we'll talk about it next time. He walked with God and was not for God took him or literally translated him to heaven. Now look, that could happen to us. I believe we're living in the last days. I believe Jesus Christ could come back at any time. And as far as I can see in my study of Bible prophecy, I believe the next event on the prophetic calendar is what we call the rapture of the church when all true followers of Jesus are caught up to meet him in the air in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. That could happen. Just like it happened to Enoch, it could happen to us. Or we will die. And if the Lord doesn't come in our lifetime, we die. Because as I've said before, the statistics on death are really impressive. One out of every one person will die, right? So... The Bible says it's appointed unto a man once to die and then comes the judgment. You, there's no escaping this. But here's the good news. Enoch walked with God on earth. Therefore, he was received by the Lord in heaven. When you walk with God and death comes, hey, you don't look forward to it necessarily, but you don't fear it either. Because you know when you die, you'll go to heaven. To be absent from the body, the Bible says, is to be present with the Lord. The moment you take your last breath on earth, you take your next breath in heaven. That's the hope of the Christian. Do you have that hope? And if you don't, I want you to leave with it today, knowing your life is right with the Lord, knowing your sin is forgiven. Listen, God made this possible by sending his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for you 2,000 years ago. Jesus died in your place. He died for your sin. And if you'll turn from your sin and believe in him, you can be forgiven and know with certainty you'll go to heaven when you die. And I'm gonna give you an opportunity to pray and ask Christ to come into your life. If you have not done it yet, and if you've wandered away from the Lord, I'll give you an opportunity to come back to him as well. Let's all pray. Father, 
Thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for our sin. Lord Jesus, thank you for coming and dying and rising. And now you're here with us now, standing at the door of our hearts and knocking. Help those that don't know you to see their need for you and help them to come to you, we pray. Amen. That's Pastor Greg Laurie with an important word of prayer. And if you'd like to make that kind of change today in your relationship with the Lord, Pastor Greg would like to help you right now. I think people are surprised that it doesn't take years to become a Christian. It doesn't take months. It doesn't take weeks. It doesn't take days. It doesn't even take hours. You can believe on the spot. And I would like to lead you in a prayer where you can ask for His forgiveness, a prayer where you can receive Jesus Christ into your life as your Savior and Lord. So if you want Christ to come into your life, if you want Him to forgive you of your sin, if you want a second chance in life, if you want to go to heaven when you die, stop what you're doing and pray after me. These words, Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner and I'm sorry for my sin and I turn from it now and I choose to follow you from this moment forward as Savior and Lord, as God and friend. Thank you for loving me and calling me and forgiving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. If you've just prayed those words with Pastor Greg, know that the Lord has heard you and forgiven you of your sin if you've prayed sincerely. The Bible says Jesus is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And as you get started living as a Christian, we want to offer you some help, free of any charge or obligation. We'd like to send you our new Believer's Growth Packet. It'll help answer some of the questions you might have and help you build a solid foundation for your faith. Just ask for the New Believers Growth Packet when you contact us on 1-800-00-5011. Well, on Monday, Pastor Greg continues his World Changes series, looking at ways to build bridges to those who don't yet believe. We'll see it starts with kindness, Monday on A New Beginning. Now, for a copy of Pastor Greg's full message from today, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. Search the world changer who was out of this world at visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-5011. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.